Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Hello, hello, my beautiful friend. Today we are coming at you with another interview episode. I have been looking forward to sharing this one for quite a long time. We did a mini series a while ago about social media ministry and maybe even online business, but today I am roping in one of my best friends online, Liana Gonzalez. Now, congratulations to her. She just got married. We are going to be sitting down today and talking about what it means to be a Christian woman in business. Liana is a business coach, but a Christian business coach. So we are talking about, can women actually be in business? Is it a role that God has given us? And we're going to be looking at many scriptures and biblical perspectives. She is also going to be giving us a very exclusive and free resource that you're not going to want to miss. So please make sure to tune into this episode. Screenshot of you listening to this episode, tag us both so that we know that you've been listening and share this awesome information with your friends online and make sure to leave a rating and review if you are enjoying this podcast so much. It is such a sweet way to partner together to get God's truth out there and get these truth talks to more sisters in Christ. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Liana. Welcome to the podcast, Liana. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying yes and joining me here for this episode. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Tara. It's just been a blessing watching, seeing how God has been blowing up everything you've been doing because you've been faithful in it. And so I'm just excited to be a part of this. 
Girl, I just love you. And for everyone listening, she is one of my favorite friends that I've connected with on the internet. And I swear, someday, Lord willing, we are going to hang out in person and it is going to be epic. Uh, yes, I'm de- declaring it right now. <laughs> I am. We're going to make it happen, especially once we're both married within the next, like you, within the next couple weeks, and then me in the next couple months. It'll just make it so much easier. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, okay, before we do anything, I would seriously love it if you could introduce yourself to our friends listening. I'm really excited for these ladies to get to know you. So tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So my name is Liana. I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm so grateful to be here. I am from Knoxville, Tennessee originally. And um, so some people say they can hear it in my accent and some people can't. Some people say you can't. I do say y'all though. So, (laughs) And um, I moved down here about four years ago to start going to college and graduated in May. So about six months ago. And I'm at the love of my life down here, and we are getting married, like Tara said, in 16 days, um, which I'm excited about. So after graduating, I asked the Lord just to kind of show me clearly what I was supposed to do. And he, well, we can talk more about this later, but the way he just led clients to me was crazy, and it ended up uh, establishing Liana Danielle LLC, which is my coaching business. And so I support women in building their businesses and their influence on a solid foundation, the Word of God, the only solid foundation out there. And um, so along with faithful business building, I am working on just free resources, weekly newsletters and digital products and all kinds of things like that. Um, As much free things as I can to help women that are just starting out to really grow their business on the word of God and then also to lead them along the way as they become more experienced too. Man, I love that. And what's super cool too is that I know people are emerging now with these businesses, but when I met you, you were one of the first people that I'm like, whoa, this is like game changing because I've been turned off by some business coaches and some business things. But for me as a Christian, it's because I know that it should be rooted on the Lord. And I am so excited to talk about this topic with you because of what you're doing. Um, But before I'm getting too excited, um, I have one last icebreaker question for you. It's become sort of a fun tradition to ask every guest on the show to tell us one of your favorite products or things at the moment because we all want to know too and get on get in on the goodness. <laughs> okay, so I have I actually ordered it two days ago and I've been using it for two days now and it's been great. Um, it's these little patches that you put over your pimples. <laughs> and, <gasps> nice! <laughs> and I have been breaking out on my forehead like the deep ones, the de- you know those mechanic ones. Forehead is yes. where pimples come up with, when, with stress. And I think everything oh. from wedding planning and we're also doing a home renovation, all of those things at once really is just all kind of showing on my forehead. And so I found these little things on Amazon. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run to my bathroom really fast and tell you the name of them because they're great. One second. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> I love okay. that. She's so dedicated. I'm so dedicated. They are called, it's Dur, Dur Marker, D-E-R-M-A-K-R. And I actually wore it today under my makeup and you can't see it. What? It's pretty crazy. It has like this medicine in it that just, it just discreetly covers and protects it as well. Wow. And it's, I mean, it's already worked in just two days and I've had this, this one bad boy up there for about two weeks and haven't noticed a difference until I wore these things. So 
So anyway, wow. that's a fun fact. <laughs> I love that product. I think it's probably more helpful than a lot of us like realize and definitely going to – I'm going to get the link from you so that we can all try it because I definitely know that like whether or not like we all deal with acne on like a big scale, like you got those pesky ones that come up and if you got like a wedding or something important <laughs> or anything, it's important. I love that. Okay, I'm super in it. I'm probably going to try some after your recommendation. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Liana, you are just one of my most cherished friends here online. And I am seriously so excited to talk about just this topic that we have in today, which you guys can tell by the title is just what it means to be a Christian woman in business. So we're going to talk about what it looks like to be a woman who has passionate pursuits in business or entrepreneurship, but also one who like mainly wants to follow and honor the Lord in it. So a couple weeks ago, actually might have been like a month or two ago, I shared a mini podcast series where I basically just talked about social media ministry and a lot of the questions I wasn't able to get to because the episodes would have gotten to be so long, but a lot of people asked um, what it looked like to start a Christian business or sustain a Christian business and honor the Lord. And so today's episode is going to be perfect. And I thought about Liana first because of her business. And so we're going to dive a little bit more into that. So whether you are a woman who wants to be a part of a business, wants to start a business, or just has these burning passions inside of you, we are praying that this touches you where you are. So friend, let's hear from you. You introduced yourself earlier and talked about your coaching business briefly, but would you mind telling us more? about your business and what entrepreneur looks entrepreneur life looks like maybe what compels you to take the plunge into what you do yeah so um I think what compels me the most and this is something that I when I was praying about this being a guest on here I was like what lord what do you want me to share like what's the main thing you want me to share and it's actually from a book that I actually buy for all of my clients I it's part of the program it's for them to go through this book and it's called you are the girl for the job. A lot of people have maybe heard of it by Jess Connolly. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. You've probably heard of it, right, Tara? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a really great book. And so when, when it comes to starting my business and why I did it, it was because I, I figured out who I was broken for. And in the book, um, the author talks about how Moses, if you're familiar, I don't know, you are Tara, but for anyone listening, isn't familiar yeah. with the story of Moses, he was part of, he, he was raised by Pharaoh, but was really an Israelite. And what happened was there was a, an Egyptian beating an Israelite and Moses got so upset and angered over the hurt and the pain of that Israelite, he actually murdered the Egyptian, which isn't obviously good, kind of breaking the Ten Commandments there, but um, <laughs> one of the things that uh, I asked my, my clients is, what who would like, who would you commit murder for? Not that it's good, but what are you so passionate about and who are you so passionate about helping that would drive mm. you to such drastic action? And sometimes that means murdering your pride, murdering your mm. fear, you know, killing off those things that are preventing you from starting the business that God's calling you to or walking into whatever he's calling you to. It if you are caring enough for the person that you're serving, you'll do it. I got to that point where I had graduated and I had led women before. Um, I was, I've been in multiple different businesses before any, everything from, um, owning a jewelry business to sales at a retail store to direct marketing to all these different things and gained a lot of experience. But one of the biggest things I saw was 
that there are so many women that are chasing after things. They're searching for people to lead them, but didn't have God involved. Like they're Christians, but they're not seeking godly counsel. And so, um, that was, that was who I was broken for were those women, the women that feel called to be entrepreneurs, but aren't sure how for women who want financial freedom, want to spend more time with their husband and kids. Um, you know, who are constantly hearing secular ideals about business, but are also craving the word of God. Because like you said earlier, Tara, there's so many business coaches out there. And I've learned from a lot of people and I've gained some great knowledge, but I've had to really consciously take effort to filter through the word of God because so much of it right. is way, way not from God's word. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of it is I've had to walk out of places sometimes because I was just, I felt the, the darkness and I was, mm. and I want to bring light to the industry. Mm. So that was what, what did it for me of why I started this, um, and didn't plan on doing it. But along the way with God, just bringing clients to me over and over and over, he's kind of shown me that this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, so that is like in a nutshell of what, I wanted to share with everyone listening is, you know, who are you broken for? There's a quote I really wanted to read from, mm. here we go. It's page 83 of You're the Girl for the Job. It says, we should be aware of anyone on mission, including ourselves, who speaks more of what they've been made for or what they want to build and less of the people for whom they're burdened. We should pause and pray when the conversations in our lives revolve more around our giftings and less around the groaning in our hearts for those who God has called us to lead. And I love that because I think that's the difference between um, what you do, what I do, what Christian women do in business versus what secular women do. Secular women think about themselves and what they are able to do, and Christian women think about the person that God's called them to serve, and that's what they build their business around. Absolutely. Like you said, that's the difference. Um, I think a lot of times you look at business and we see it very like secular business, very, very self-centered. And so that's why I'm so like just hearing what you said, I, I just keep what comes to mind is servant hearted and being like, okay, God's given me these gifts. What am I going to do with them? Am I going to serve myself or am I going to serve others? Am I going to serve God ultimately? So Um, Would you also mind telling us, like, give us a little bit of a glimpse into, like, what a typical day looks like for you? I know that there are days that we can't really control or schedule in. I know that very well, too. But just a typical day of business. Tell us, explain to the ladies who may not know what it looks like to be a coach to run your business. So what it looks like for me is because I I do have a chronic illness, and uh, I know, Tara, you know a lot about that. Right, right. That's, I think, one of the things we connected on is that you understand what it's like to have to adjust your schedule because you have a phone call, but, oh, wait, you can't get out of bed, and so what am I going to do? Yeah, and um, I think that whether it is illness or – being still being in school or having kids or being like a single mom, there's so many things that are always going to kind of cut into our schedule. And I've actually never had a day where I've had it perfectly scheduled out and followed that schedule. Um, but I'm also a type seven on the Enneagram. And for those who don't know what that is, it's very, um, more spontaneous. And so I am not, not a super scheduled person. So what I normally do is I know what I need to do that day. I'll wake up, um, get in the word. And there's some days when I don't. And I think that's important to, to share is that there's not, mm-hmm. not every day will people be 
will be possible. Some days I literally will just read a five-minute devotion, and that's it. And God gives grace for that because he'll sh- he shows up in even just a word. He can show up there um, yeah. for sure. But I try to do devotions, and then I pray for um, – I use my circle prayer journal to just pray over my clients, pray over my future marriage, my future kids someday, and a lot of other things and a lot of other people who've needed need prayer. I think that's important to start the day with that. Um, and then, yeah, I work from home mainly. I'm, I do brand photography as well, which aligns with my coaching business. And so every day is different, and that's what I love about it. And um, there's also, ooh, there's something that I've started incorporating recently into my day that has been really, really, really helpful. One of my friends that I actually met through Instagram, Nicole, she told me about this. It is called, um, let me find the app. It's called Pause. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, right. It's based on a, uh, a book by John Eldridge. And essentially what it is, is it's one minute and you can work your way up to five minutes where twice a day you get a notification to pause. And it's like meditation, except they're speaking words of life over you and they're speaking the name of Jesus. And it's just amazing. And it really has helped me recenter my focus throughout the day. So I would encourage anyone, whether you're in business or not, that's listening to this, to do that because it really just, yeah, like I said, it, re- it recenters you and rem- makes you remember why why you're going through the day the way you are. It's not for yourself. It's for the Lord. That's awesome. I love that there's an app like that that's centered around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to give a little bit more of a glimpse, um, there might be ladies here who don't even know what coaching is, whether they are you know, in business or not, I think it's really cool to hear what your kind of coaching is. So what is the point of coaching? What do you typically do with your clients? What does that look like? Yeah, well, I didn't necessarily know what coaching was in this aspect. My mom um, has been such an influence in my life and she does a lot of, she supports a lot of women as like her ministry in, in business as well. But when it comes to social media, that was something totally new. And so I started Getting, having friends in the coaching industry in social media with an Instagram and realize that there's a way to get paid to help other people. And that's basically what coaching is, is I meet women through Instagram. Like just today I had a clarity call where someone will, they need help. Like this morning was um, this cute, she's so cute, this girl that wants help with her photography business. And so I booked a 15 minute call and I, I talk with her about it and we both pray and see if we'd be a good fit to work with one another. And if so, I take her through everything possible from start to finish essentially of what she needs to do to build her business on the word of God. And then also to make a lot of money. Cause I'm going to, I can talk about this later, but I've, yeah, money. Yeah. I think is something that we um, either it's just such a controversial thing, especially in the church. And yeah. so I help my clients as well with that money mindset of, okay, what are you gonna do? Part of part of the homework is to set up a tithing program because tithing is so important. And um, with just from trusting God, I like love that. that. Wow. Yeah, and so that's part of the homework is to sign up for the text to tithe on whatever church they go to, and if they don't go to a church, they can find one or find an organization they want to donate to, but, um, it's, it's super helpful and it's been really cool to see how God has blessed their lives just from putting their trust like that in him, just a simple act of tithing. Um, and so just things like that where I I haven't gotten that before and I wanted to give that to someone else. Um, like my mom taught me how to do, I wanted to 
pass that along. And that's basically coaching in a nutshell. You have someone to keep you accountable. And mm-hmm. that's what I, another thing I love about it. I was just on the phone with Corey, uh, my fiance. I know you know that Tara, but I was yeah. on the phone with him <laughs> and I was talking about a group coaching program that I want to launch in 2021. And I was thinking, I said, what's the one thing that holds most, um, I would say women, but I would, yeah, probably women, most women back from actually starting a successful business and growing it. It's a lack of accountability. Um, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's because we have these dreams, and then oh, you know, we our husbands need something, our kids need something, or school needs something. There's we keep putting other things first. I think that's in our nature is to serve, and we continually put other things before ourselves. And what I what I kind of learned for myself is every time I do that, I'm being disobedient to what God's called me to. So I need to figure out a way to make it happen because I know what the dreams he's put in my heart and the people he wants me to serve. And so that's the biggest, I would say the biggest thing about coaching is having someone to lead you and guide you and hold you accountable um, and to give you homework so you actually know what to do. The girl this morning I talked with, she had no idea like where to even start. And I think that's how a lot of people feel. I remember that's how I felt in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like you said, accountability. And then also if you're going into something, whether fresh or new, or you've been in it and you're just kind of at a, at a standstill, not really sure where to go, you need people who have a little bit more experience or a little bit farther along, or even just going to give you those nudges and those resources. So that's what I love about coaching. And I think that's so cool because sometimes even the most motivated of us need a kick in the pants, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I always say a lot of fun, a lot of fire under their booty, but yes, yes, that's maybe a little bit better, nicer way to say that. <laughs> it, all, it all means the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. That actually transitions us into kind of the meat of the episode. So although it's 2020 and I feel like every year there's just more jobs, more opportunities, more people stepping out into entrepreneurship, although it's this year, there can still be some weird feelings about women starting their own business. When you say, I mean, leading others or even making a lot of money, that's still even kind of a weird feeling, especially for women in the church. Um, I know that my business slash ministry differs from yours, but I definitely have felt weird at times wondering if I should really be a quote unquote entrepreneur or even business savvy as a Christian lady. It At times it didn't really seem like my place. So at the end of the day, as Christian women, we are first and foremost, we want to honor the Lord and follow his design for our lives. So Liana, would you shed some light on what you have found in God's word about Christian women in business? Basically, what what does God say about Christian women in business and how to glorify him? Does, is there actually a place for us here? Yes, I, I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, so a little backstory that actually just happened was this past Monday, only two days ago, um, my fiance and I had premarital counseling session with our pastor and his wife. And so they brought up the question of the finances because I've been so grateful to have graduated six months ago and have multiple like five figure months. And once that happened, I was like, man, this is, this is something that I, I feel called to keep growing. And, um, and you know, I ha- I've always wanted to be a mom and I think a lot of us feel like it has to be either or. And so the right. the pastor's right. wife, she has a master's degree, but chose to take the role of being a mother to five amazing children, and they live off of one income. And so her ministry is her family, and it's blessing and expanding the kingdom of God. And so to raise a godly children and run the type of home she does, I personally think that would be way more difficult than running a business. And so um, for me personally, like 
choosing to be a stay-at-home mom um, would be, I feel like, at least for me, disobeying what God is showing me to do. And so and some for some people, going to work could be disobeying what God's calling them to do if he's calling them to be at home. And so a lot of that does have to do with unapologetically following what God says and not caring what anyone else says. Um, there's a verse in Galatians. Let's see. I believe it is Galatians. I'm looking up right now, making sure. Galatians 1.10. And it says, um, let's see here. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I think yeah. as women, um, even more so than men right now, that in business, that is what we need to focus on is who are we trying to win the approval of? Because if God is telling you to grow a huge business and to use those finances to bless the kingdom, like don't feel shamed. I think, I think it's so funny how our culture is right now. It's like, it just feels like you can't do anything right sometimes, right? If you make yeah. a lot of money as an entrepreneur, oh, well, you're you're neglecting your children. And then if you stay be a stay-at-home mom, you're considered just a stay-at-home mom. And right. it's like there's no happy medium, and that's why mm-hmm. we have to disregard that. Um, and in terms of scripture that backs up, you know, uh, business women, think about Lydia. I think she's an example that most of us probably would go to. Love her. Yes, <laughs> because she used her business savvy and to be able to – essentially fund Jesus's ministry to fund where the disciples to fund their ministry. And it's interesting to think about how many people maybe would never have heard or met or experienced the name of Jesus if she hadn't have decided early on to be a woman in business. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Um, and so that's something I think about. Um, there's a concept called reverse tithing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. I haven't. Yeah. It's something that is this something that Corey, my fiance now, that we want to be able to do someday. It's where rather than tithing 10% and keeping the 90%, you tithe 90% and keep and live off of 10%. Wow. That is something that we are, we would love to do. And that could, again, that couldn't happen with 
just his income. It would take my support as well. And so um, I, I think that's kind of like the answer to your question of what, what does God want us to do? He wants us to obey him um, as yeah. women in business, no matter what that means, whether that is making money or supporting the kids or whatever it is. I love that. Yeah. So the scripture that I really love and most of us have heard of is Proverbs 31. And I think most of us think of it in the concept of how to be a really great wife and mother. But I think in addition, we can add on entrepreneur to that. When uh, Proverbs 31, let's see, which one is it? Proverbs 31, 15. It's a verse that has got my booty up on days when I don't feel like getting up because this woman, it says, she rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good and her lamp does not go out at night. And I love that part of the passage because it's what she rises while it's still night. So that means she gets up early in the morning and she gets working on her business. Mm -hmm. You know, she considers a field and buys it. In order to buy a field, you have to have had, you have to have some money to be able to do that. I don't know if it, I don't care if it was 3000 years ago or now or whenever, even if it's just a nickel back a long time ago, that was a lot of money. (laughs) So, (laughs) So you have to have some form of money that I'm sure she earned. And then she gives, from that, she gives food to her household, portions to her maidens, and then from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. And so she's planting something that will bring back profits from generations to come. And she's preparing a future mm-hmm. for her kids. And that's the way I see it of, wow, we have the privilege now. And I'm so grateful. So, you know, do you ever think that you could have been born at any time in history? And yeah. we're born now when women actually do have a more of an opportunity. We are mostly encouraged to own our own businesses, all of that. And so I think, okay, if I was born in this time, it must be for a reason. Um, And I think about the Proverbs 31 woman was doing all this when it wasn't the case, when women weren't respected, when women weren't owning businesses as as often. Um, Right. And so that's something I love. In verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hand to the needy. And if you just read through Proverbs 31, but think of it in the context of being an entrepreneur – it just, it's like the scripture comes alive and it's so cool. It is so right. cool and so encouraging. So I would encourage anyone listening to do that, to take time and meditate on the word um, privately, to spend time with the Lord and read through this and ask him to show you how you can be a Proverbs 31 woman, whether that is in your in your business or in something else. And the Lord will, will make it clear. Absolutely, absolutely. And what I was thinking too when you were reading that passage was that at the end of the day, not really at the end of the day, just in general, the reason why she does all of that isn't for herself. It's for her husband. It's for her children. It is for her God, right? So the Proverbs 31 woman isn't someone who is being selfish or trying to show off or try to make how many ever figures they would make back then. (laughs) She is a woman who is doing it. You can see in the verses that she's doing it for the people that God has given in her life. And ultimately she's doing it for the Lord. So again, she was first and foremost a wife. We can see that she's first and foremost this wife because the context of it is this is the ideal wife, but also we can just see it as women in general too. That her allegiance was first and foremost to God. And then that overflowed into how she led a business, no matter what that looked like in her current state and how she took care of her family and her husband. But she still respected her husband as a spiritual head. She still loved him and fell under that identity. But she also was making something of her own 
but for the Lord, which I think is so cool. Yes, I totally agree. I love that you mentioned that part about how he still was leading their family because yeah. that's something I share with Corey. I'm like, Corey, we're about to be a family. We're going to be family in 16 days. And um, my goal is to not necessarily be the breadwinner, but to bring in finances for our family. But also I want you to lead our family still. I trust yeah. you to lead. I trust your opinion. I trust all of that. Like I want to um, be a strong woman, but then also someone who yeah, respects her husband. Yeah. Um, I think those can go together. And that's another thing that our society teaches us should be separated, that we right. should like hate men and love business. And it's not the case. We're supposed to love our husbands and also love our business. And that can be beautifully woven together. Yeah, totally. I think it's really sad how our culture just really downplays on men sometimes. I mean, I'm all for women in business. That's why we're talking about this. God has given us that gifting. But at the same time, I think sometimes when we, um, mainly in the secular world, obviously, when women are elevating themselves, they're ultimately putting men down. And we see this dynamic with the Proverbs 31 woman. And then just in the Bible, that God says that, yeah, I've given you gifts as a woman, but I've put you also in a specific place and identity that's different from a man's, but it doesn't mean that it's less. Like I remember doing a YouTube video and God was telling me this. He said that like equality doesn't equal sameness. We can still be equal with a man like God meant us to be when he created Adam and Eve, but not have the same strengths. And so that's something else too, where we have to remember that we can be strong women in business. And I know that Liana like has this down is that yes, we can be that, but we also do have to remember to respect and love and follow the, the, the men in our lives, whether that's our, our dads, if we're not married yet, or our husbands or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I wanted to wrap up with like the meat of the episode. I know I said that earlier, but we're getting to the practical stuff here. We really laid the foundation with the why. And I'd love to end this episode with um, just Liana sharing some of her biggest tips and advice for you listening. If you are in the state where you'd like to start a business or if you are in the middle of something or if maybe you're just trying to figure out what God has for you in schooling or life or career. So we're going to look into some nuggets of advice. So friend, what would you say to someone who feels the desire and passion to start a business or be an entrepreneur but doesn't know how to start? What would you say to her? Yeah, well, one of the things that I would say is to narrow down, like I was saying earlier, who who you're broken for. That's what you start with. Mm, Um, I had my major in college, my degrees in social entrepreneurship, so like using business to create social change. And through everything that I learned, I developed this like proprietary framework for starting with who you're broken for and ending with what product would serve their needs or service would serve their needs. Mm -hmm. And so it always starts with the who before the what. I think that's the biggest mistake that business owners make is they figure out what they want to sell or what they want to provide before they figure out who they want to provide it for and why. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the, been the any case studies I've done, that's been the biggest downfall of most businesses is that. Um, and sometimes though we think, okay, we, we, we're, we're broken for maybe um, like single moms who have a lower income. Okay. That's, that's who you're broken for. So figure out, in order to figure out how to address that problem, you have to figure out what you're good at and also what God's blessing. There's, there's. I like drawing a triangle. I encourage people to do this. Is so, if you're listening right now, get a, get out a sheet of paper and draw a triangle on your page. At the top of it, write, does it bring glory to God? On one of the other points of the triangle, write, what are you gifted and talented in? 
And on the other side, right, what is God currently blessing in your life? And that's a really great way to kind of narrow down where to start. Um, that was what I did, and it, it really helped me narrow down, okay, God's clearly blessing this coaching business that I didn't, I personally did not want to do coaching to begin with, but he brought clients in. My One of my biggest months was the month I started my business, and I think that was just a really great confirmation of, wow, he is blessing it. He's getting glory from it because everyone in my life knows sure as heck that this is not from me, that this is only God. Even people in my life that aren't believers recognized that something was going on that, that was not from me <laughs> yeah. um, during a pandemic to have just graduated and then have a month like that was not from me. It was from God. And then also, again, see what, what are you gifted and talented in? Um, those are great ways to figure out how to start. And then from there, I think getting even more than knowing what to post on Instagram, more than knowing your finances and knowing all of that stuff, it really comes down to asking God to sustain your business. Because one of my wise friends taught me, she said, she sat me down and she said, Liana, whatever you build, you're going to have to sustain. And this was after I've had, I've had burnout before my business, businesses in the past where mm -hmm. it felt like I was just working and working and working and working and it wasn't growing and nothing was changing and nothing was happening. And it was because I was building it. So I was having to, to sustain it. What she says, but what God builds, he will sustain. Yeah. And I've never forgotten that. And that is what I'm so grateful for, for um, my business slash ministry, because I feel like it's both now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm encouraging anyone listening is to ask God to build your business. And that seems so intangible, right? It's like, no, just give me, tell me what to do. Tell me how yeah. to get more followers. Tell me how to get more money. Tell me how to do all of this. But I promise you, I've been the, I've been the girl at retreats where they talk about faith and talk about mindset, all these things. And I'm like, no, 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 get to the point. I need to know what's next. What I, give me A, B, C, D, right? But right. I'm telling you that is the best place to start, um, is to do that, tithe your finances mm -hmm. and tithe your time. Yes. yes. That's so important. The first part of your day, tithe it, give it to the Lord and trust him that if you give 10% of your day, that he's going to be more productive in that 90% that you ever could in that hundred percent of your day. And doing those things is what helped me start my business, what gave me clarity, what brought clients, what, you know, all of these different things. And so I think those are the best tips that I would give um, for sure. And that's why the theme verse of, of my business is from Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It says that uh, everyone who hears these words of mine and Jesus is talking, he says he's like a wise man or a woman who built his house on the rock and the rain yes. fell and the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And mm. everyone who hears these words of mine and does not listen to them will be like a foolish man or woman who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Man, I think a lot of times in scripture we hear the best parts and we don't we don't finish reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you finish reading it, as and great was the fall of it. I've had that happen before in a business in the past because it was on built on the sand. So I think that's the best thing that I can say is it's not too late to build on the rock. You may take a few bricks out, you may knock a few pillars down, but even if you are ten years into your business, you can start building on the rock like right now. Matthew 7 is one of my favorites, actually. And I love how you said that it has to go back to who. 
first we got to serve God and then we got to serve the people around us. And that was something that I even with this ministry and stuff online, I got obviously inevitably got caught up in just what I could do. What tangibly could I do? What tangibly could I write, produce, sell, whatever? And then I had to come back to, I'm like, okay, this A isn't sustainable because it was more about what than it was who, right? About the Lord and about the people we were serving. So I'm just so thankful that you emphasize that because this is what we as Christian women, Christian men, just Christians in general need to be founding anything on. Um, our families, our work, our business, anything. So what would you also say, I know this is kind of a broad question, but how would how would this girl that wants to break out into business or break out into just really amping up her business for the Lord, how would you encourage her to keep God at the center? Because there's so many moments when we get tempted, I know I have, when we get tempted to make it about us and um, just hustle hard after what we want and get dollar signs in our eyes maybe because as Christian women, it, it hurts, but we need to remember that we got to keep God at the center. So what would your uh, encouragement be to her? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I like that you said the center and not first, because I think we hear a lot to keep Jesus first, first, first. But I like when we, I mean, it's not wrong to say that, but I like when you right. say the center, because it means everything revolves around it. Kind of like the sun, you know, the sun of God, yeah. the, yes. sun, the earth revolves around the sun. We revolve around the sun. That is what everything in our life should revolve around. And so um, I think the, the biggest thing is to surround yourself with people who know you, who like mm. know you to your core. And that aren't afraid to call you out. I have two people like that in my life. And it has been so helpful. And one of them, she um, is in business as well. And even recently, there was something that I did where she was like, you know, that is not you. And she gave me a call. And she said, I've been praying about this. And I have to call you out on it. And I'm so glad she did. Because sometimes we don't always see if we are deviating out of orbit, so to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but people around us will probably see it. So that's the best thing I would, the best advice I would give. Um, you know, go on Facebook and find communities that you can join of women who love the Lord, whether they are in business or not in business. If you don't have um, friends like that, I know it's been tough with the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. I've, there have been so many gals on my Instagram that I've become friends with, and they're like, Yeah, I don't have any friends around me that I've seen. And that can be really tough. So I would encourage people to join a Facebook group. Join Tara's Facebook group and mine when, whenever it does launch. We'll see. Yay! Um, I love that. that. <laughs> <Sneaky>. so stay <laughs> tuned. Um, it's been too, I've been too busy to do that. And that's a priority, though, for sure. But that's what I would say. And then ask him to refine you. Mm -hmm. um, there's an amazing book by Kay Arthur, I believe, called Refined as Silver. And it talks about how, you know, that's what God wants us to be is, is polished, beautifully polished silver. And mm -hmm. that's what I, the kind of entrepreneur I want to be is someone who has to get put in the fire occasionally just to get all the impurities out. Yeah. But it's, it's super important to have that, um, I guess, mentality going into marriage. Even I've been mm -hmm. asking God to show me things I'm like, Lord, reveal things in me that need to be addressed before getting married. Oh my gosh. You can, you can ask Corey. I've had, I've had, there have been so many things that have come up where I realized, dang, I thought I was this great girlfriend, this great fiance, and I have so, so many things where God's like, hold up, hold up, oh, man, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. It's, it's real. real. It's real. It's real. It's real. And so do that as a business owner and as a human. Just say, God, show me, and, and he will. It's not the best prayer to pray. It's not the most fun prayer to pray, but it will ultimately help your business and even more importantly, 
the people that you serve will be better equipped with God's word. You'll be able to Mm. love them better when Christ is the one who's loving through you and you're not trying just to muster up all this love and positive vibes or whatever for people. It's going to be all from, um, from Jesus. Yeah. Totally. What I think is really cool too that I've been just hearing now that we've, you know, kind of come to the end of this conversation. I'm just thinking about the word humble and about how that should be at the center of not only Christian business women or just Christians in general, men in business. It should be something that people know us by as Christians is humility. And I think especially We need to remember that in business as well because this can be really helpful when we are tempted to think things are about ourselves. When we just – I have to remember every single day when someone gives a compliment or I start to think really highly of myself, I have to like really knock myself down or you have to pray and ask the Lord to humble you because he will. And it's a good thing when God humbles you. It hurts sometimes if you've positioned yourself too high, but it's a good thing because I have to remind myself, okay, this isn't from me. This isn't about me. I have to remember God has invited me into it. I don't deserve to do this, but he's allowed me to be maybe the voice or the, you know, the megaphone to do this and to speak for him, speak his truth. So I have to remember the humility part. And I think that's so, so helpful to remember in business too, because we've all seen those people in business that are all about themselves. And even for secular people, it's a very big turnoff. But when we are working for the Lord, we got to be disciples and leaders that are humble. And that, man, that's been hard for me, but it's been so good for him to teach me that lately. Yeah, I agree. It's it's actually, it's funny you mentioned that because last month, um, God kind of just showed me a practical way to check myself um, where, and maybe this can help other people too. It's where anytime I would get paid for something I did, um, what what's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it, dang, like, I made that money? Or is it, oh, my God, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. like that, I remember, like, one of the first times I got the biggest check I ever made, I remember saying, like, oh, my God, like, not, and an, oh, not like OMG, but like, oh, my God, my God, who I love, mm. thank you. Wow, thank you yeah. for this. Like, this is yeah. all from you. This could not have been happening without you. And so um, right. that's what I would en- encourage you to do. It's a kind of an easy simple way to keep Jesus mm-hmm. at the center is just to be very conscious of what's the first thing that comes to mind. Cause often that will show the condition of your heart. It's easy oh, yes. to, yeah, it's easy to hide. It's easy to say things. When you say things out loud, it's easy to filter them, right? You're, mm-hmm. Well, sometimes for some people, but um, <laughs> <laughs> on me on a good day, it's, it's easy. But um, ultimately the first thing that comes to mind, that's pretty impossible to, to filter out. So it's a good, good indicator. Yeah. That's really practical, and I think we hear a lot, you know, be humble, be humble, but I think that's a really good practical way to look into it. So, ah, friend, I just really love you, and I know we talk all the time, but this episode was so awesome. Thank you for being an example to me and to these women here of someone who strives to wholeheartedly follow God and His will. So on behalf of myself and our listeners, I want to say a huge thank you for taking time out of your day to pour into us in the show again Everyone, you heard that she is going to be married in 16 days. Um, by the time this airs, she'll probably be a few days away or even married. So, but man, I am so excited. But man, your expertise and love for God's truth is refreshing. And I'm just really hopeful for how this is going to encourage people. So I would love if you could tell us, I mean, I obviously know where you are, but tell these beautiful ladies where they can follow, connect with you and what you have to offer because they need to join your page even for just encouragement. 
Yes, and also if anyone has questions or anything, feel free to send me a video message, a voice message. I love those because I love hearing people's voices. Yes. Um, and what I would encourage you to do is, yeah, follow me on Instagram. If you want to do that, it's at Liana, L-I-A-N-A, Danielle. And then um, I also created something really special for the people who are listening, all of your Yay. amazing gals. I love just reading the comments, Tara, on your post, just seeing some of the women that are, that are in your community. I'm like, dang, these are amazing girls. I want to get to know yeah. them. So oh, my gosh. I would yes. love to get to know you guys. i creating the Faithful Business Building Blueprint. And it's going to be absolutely free simply because it's Black Friday, holidays, everything is coming up. And I know that we're going to be spending money and I want you all to be blessed with something for free. So it's going to be free and it's a blueprint to essentially support you if you are wanting to start a business or just started a business and want to be sure it's on a foundation that can't be shaken. And in addition, mm. all those things I talked about earlier that I used to always crave, like the practical things like how to write a caption, when to post, how to Ooh. start bringing in my – all those things are also going to be in there as well. Um, but it's going to be paired with God's word. So I don't think there's anything out there like that that I, I've personally seen. But if there is, I would I would love to know. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. So you can click the link. I think Tara has, will provide it. And yes. you should be good to go from there. Yes, you guys, all of this will be linked in the descriptions. You can go ahead and find the link to follow my sweet friend and get this awesome blueprint. You guys, I am really excited too because we get a lot of Instagram questions too. And so I did not know that she was also going to include some Instagram tips. So, okay, I'm very excited. I'm definitely getting this too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, Liana, thank you so much, my sweet friend. You're just a treasure to me and I just loved every moment of this and just praying over how God's going to use it. So thank you so much again. Of course. And do you mind if I close with a prayer from the book that I was recommending, You're the Girl for the Job? There's this prayer that I really just would love to pray over everyone. Oh, of course. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I just want to – here we go. Let's see. Okay, Father – and by the way, this is on page 94 if if anyone wants to – like cut it out and paste it on their wall like I like to do. (laughs) Okay, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, you are the hero. We're your daughters. And we're leaving behind the desire to be good, better, best, as well as the desire to be seen as any of those things. We just want to love your people. And we want to be intentional by specifically ministering to those you may have put in our hearts or in our paths. You know better than we do that the world is spinning so fast with brokenness abounding. We're here to worship, to use our hands, feet, voices, dollars, days, nights, freedom, and futures to bring people into your kingdom and into awareness of your loving kindness. So give us eyes to see, God. We're on your team, and we're so thankful that you, the starter and finisher of this story, are on our team. Mm. We love you. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you for closing us with that and just being here. I love you, girl. You're the best. Love you, too. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Please make sure to go thank Liana. Grab this free resource linked in the description for you. Make sure to download that, fill it out, and let God do his work in you. Whether you want to be a Christian, business, woman, entrepreneur, or not, these are amazing tangible tips we can all take home. Read Proverbs 31 and let God's truth speak to you and how we're called to live as women, whether it's in business or not. Again, sweet sister, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I cannot wait to talk to you next week.